Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> out of Kaiser Permanente Hospital for um, my religious beliefs because I don't want to get a jab and um, I asked all day for someone to explain to me why my sincerely held religious beliefs are not good enough for Kaiser and no one was able to do that for me. Hi. So now they're escorting me out because I wanted an answer and I'm not leaving without an answer. And I have some nurses here who are standing with me in solidarity and I appreciate that. And I just want all of you to count the cost. I want you to watch this and think what really matters to me because I am willing to lose my safety and security, my house, everything for my freedom. And I want you to think about that. That is a video of a nurse that is being walked out, went viral over the weekend. She's obviously losing her job because she refused to take the uh, vaccine. And that's where we're pretty much at in society. I did see this weekend that Jen Psaki did catch COVID. And it just kind of you know, highlights the point that I keep making that she said that she's glad she's fully vaccinated. She does have COVID. She has minor symptoms. She was happy she wasn't near anybody, especially sleepy creepy. So that way she didn't pass it on to anybody else. So obviously the vaccine is not going to prevent you from getting it. So you can get it one way or the other. So whether you're vaccinated or you're unvaccinated, if it's your turn to get it, you're going to get it. It was Saki's turn to get it. So that's that for her. Uh, you know, funny that she's the one that says this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Oh, yeah. Well, apparently not. If it's you guys want to call it a pandemic, you're still in it because whether you're vaxxed or unvaxxed, you're still going to get it. The FDA is going to rule this week on whether or not ages 5 to 11 can get it. And I'm sure they're going to pass it. And once they do, you know, there's going to be a heavy push. Uh, your New York City communist ruler de Blasio already said he is ready to implement mandatory vaccines for kids ages 5 to 11 even though the the review panel has already said it can cause some minor heart inflammation so you got a completely healthy 5 to 11 year old and you're going to put something in them that now can inflame their heart yeah i, I guess that makes sense uh, if this thing was that dangerous, if coronavirus was that dangerous for that age group, but being that they probably have a way better chance at getting hit by lightning about 12 times than actually dying from COVID, it doesn't make logical sense to put these healthy kids through that. Any death from that age group, 18 and below, is always they died 
from COVID, but they had some type of premorbidity with it. It's never just, where's the statistic that says they just died just from COVID? They only got the China virus. That's all they got. They were 100% healthy. They got the virus and it, and it took their life. You never hear that. It's always they had they they were already had cancer. Uh, they were morbidly obese. Uh, they already had uh, some type of pre medical problem, and they passed away from it. And it's completely unfortunate. And maybe children in that condition, maybe it would benefit them to take the shot. I don't know. Heart inflammation. <laughs> I don't know. You know that's between you and your family physician and your doctor, moms and dads. You make the best choice for your kids. That's it. But the government shouldn't have a hand in it. What's truly happening here is these blue states are creating their own micro pandemic. L.A. County, because of their vaccine mandates, could lose 20 to 30 percent of their police force. You have over 2,300 employees that are not vaccinated and over 1,700 that are seeking exemptions. And they're going to lose them like they need to lose them in L.A., where crime is what it is. New York City, their vax mandate went in today. Okay, you got 30% of firefighters, 30% are going to lose their jobs. 20% of police officers, which is around 10,000 cops, are going to lose their jobs because they're not bowing down and doing exactly what de Blasio tells them. De Blasio says, you take that shot. If you ain't taking a shot, then we're going to, fire you you can't collect unemployment and we're going to make the city oh goodness gracious a whole lot more safer when you lose 30 percent of your first responders as far as firefighters go in a city like new york with all the high rises you know i don't want to say something for just effect that's not the point here what i'm about to say this is reality 30 percent of your force is gone there will be people that are going to die. I mean, that, that's just, it's going to be factual. Their response time is going to be super slow. You're not going to be staffed correctly when, you're, when they're fighting these fires. Um, I even heard a live press conference that there are certain precincts that will be completely shut down because there is nobody there to work. That's going to be devastating for innocent people. And I know you're going to get a lot of people that are going to turn around and go, oh, well, that's because they're being selfish and they're not getting the vaccine. It's not about the vaccine. And the people that think that, that's the problem with you. You think it's solely about that vaccine because I'd be willing to put money that says that every single one of those firefighters, every single one of those police officers that de Blasio's laying off has had your normal immunization shots throughout their life. It's not about this particular vaccine. It's about your freedom to make a choice. I would say firefighters, police officers got to be in at least relatively good shape. So I'm going to assume that a lot of them would say, hey, I'm confident my immune system can fight this off. And if they don't want to take it, they shouldn't have to take it. But people like de Blasio, comrade de Blasio, he doesn't feel that way. He feels that if he tells you to do it, you just shut up and do it. They are creating their own pandemic. Blue states that are doing this, where you're losing police officers, you're losing firefighters, you're losing people in the medical field, hospitals are going to be understaffed. They are creating the perfect storm. 
you're going to have more crime. You're going to have less people there to take care of you in those moments. So if you're having more people getting beat up, you're having more people get shot, you have more people get robbed, there's not going to be anybody there to help you. You're going to get there and you're going to wait, potentially die waiting for a nurse or doctor that is more than capable of taking care of you. But just because the hospital system, again, says if you're not going to bow down and take that shot, then you don't get to work here. These people worked through the first part of the pandemic with minimal information on what's going on, with absolutely no vaccine, confusion on treatments, and they were in there fighting every single day. Police officers, firefighters, uh, EMTs, you got all the people in the hospitals, doctors, nurses, and everybody in between over there. They were heroes then, and it's almost like you're turning them into villains now. It's amazing. You know, that video went viral for a reason. And it makes perfect sense why it did. This lady is seeking a religious exemption, which she should have every right to. And they don't accept it. And not only do they not accept it, they're not even going to explain it to her. You're just done. Either take the shot or get out. Well, she's choosing to stand up for something that all of us, it is that moment. You have to stand up. Yes, the road might be a little rough ahead, but believe me, it's greener on the other side. Like they always say, the grass is greener on the other side. It will be greener on the other side because you're going to feel a sense of pride that you stood up for your freedom and freedom will endure through the United States. These are the things that are important. What that lady's doing, taking that stand, the the video went viral for a reason because it doesn't go viral because people think it's stupid. It goes viral because it touches that many people when they watch that it sparks their interest or it sparks an emotion out of them. So I, you know, best of luck to her. Uh, Yeah. She's doing something that a lot of people are not willing to do. A lot of people are just saying, all right, man, just give me a shot. I can't lose my livelihood. And and I even understand that point of view. And it's a shame that has to be that way, but the people that are really making a stand are going to be the ones that make a difference in this world. Now, you know, we're having gas issues, you know, fuel is a big issue in the United States. Our gas here in South Florida is almost double what it was last year. I can tell you that when I go to the pump, I'm not real happy. I've seen prices anywhere from as low as $3.35 a gallon to as high, and I'm talking about regular gas now, as high as $3.99. That's at least what I've seen. Maybe it's more in some gas stations in your area, but at least what I've seen around my local area That's the range I'm working with. To go from paying 35, 40 bucks to fill the vehicle up to now I'm paying 60 to $75 to fill the vehicle up. I got to tell you, I just feel like I'm being taxed. And Joe Biden is the reason I'm feeling that I'm being taxed. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because Sleepy Creepy is complaining that Russia and Saudi Arabia are not producing enough oil to alleviate high gas prices in the United States. Well, on his second day in office, second day, he signed an executive order halting the Keystone Pipeline, suspending new oil, coal, and gas leases on federal land. (laughs) 
He's just dumb. How could you even say something so stupid? Do you know that 2019 was the first year that we had been energy independent since 1957? And on his second day in office, with the stroke of a pen, he just signed that away. We are no longer energy independent anymore. As a matter of fact, we're more dependent on other countries than ever. We went from producing 13 to 13 and a half million barrels of oil a day. We are, our production is down to 10 million. And just like that, we are now dependent on OPEC. Even worse, this geriatric patient is now begging these people to produce more oil to lower the gas prices because he's pissing everybody off when he could do it himself again with the stroke of a pen. Reverse your executive order. Let them go start fracking again. Put everybody back to work. Open the Keystone Pipeline back up. We could be energy independent again within a short period of time. We'd have no issues. But no, he can't do that. Uh Uh-uh. Because, you know, you got to stick to that green deal, man. (laughs) You know, you got to make America. You got to bring it from the top level and you got to beat us down into submission. Because they hate this country. There is no excuse for what the left does. There's no excuse for what Joe Biden does. You are making people's lives harder for literally no reason. None. I don't want to hear climate change. I just don't want to hear it. You don't have any factual proof. I've said multiple times, we've been through five ice ages. We're going probably into a fifth warming period. If the world is warming, so be it. It's part of the cycle. You know why we don't know? You know why if everybody, if you are truly scared, you know why you're scared? Because we don't have enough data because we haven't been collecting it long enough to know that. So I don't want to hear about climate change. And I also don't want to hear about how the United States has to be the one. We got to be the one to suffer. We got to stop all of our production. We got to buy from everybody else. We got to go, you know, 100% green. We got to go solar. We got to go wind. We got to all electric vehicles. We got to stop oil and gas drilling. We got to stop all of it, but not Russia. If you remember, Joe Biden signed off on their pipeline. They're producing oil like champs, not China. China's building more coal factories for energy right now than we could ever dream to build. So while they build, we dwindle into the darkness. So so if it was about climate change, why isn't the whole world holding them accountable? Why isn't a war breaking out? Why aren't we stopping them? Because the carbon output that we put out, even if we stop it with all the production that they're doing, don't worry, they're going to pick the slack up. Whatever we're failing to put out, they'll put back out for you. So you're not fixing anything. You're not stopping anything. Even at the summit they're holding overseas right now, Prince Charles admitted it, that there are countries that financially cannot come off of fossil fuels and they will not because it would be devastating to the little bit of income that those countries have. So we will be the only one destroyed by this. This is their great plan. I can tell you it's not going so well. 71% of Americans right now feel that the United States is headed in the wrong direction. When you get to the point where it's up to 71%, that would be a collection of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. 
That's not going to just be only 48%. Maybe you could say that that's just Republicans feel that way. Or maybe even if you're at 52 or 54%, that would throw the independents in there with you. When you get up to 71%, that says to me that not only Republicans, independents, but Democrats too see that we are headed in a very dark direction. Inflation is killing us. Gas prices are killing us. Our border is a disaster. Joe Biden's foreign policy, I mean, what foreign policy? China's telling Joe what they're going to do. Russia's telling Joe what they're going to do. Afghanistan, the Taliban, you can't even bring the Taliban up. Okay, Joe Biden ran out of there like a scared dog with his tail between his legs. Left all those Americans behind that we're still extracting from there. They don't even know how many people are still left there. They're not listening to Joe Biden, a terrorist organization. This guy's a joke. So, of course, 71% of us feel like the country's headed in the wrong direction. Because it absolutely is. There's nothing positive going on. Let me tell you something right now. A good good determining factor that you're going to see is what happens today in Virginia and in New Jersey. If a Republican wins both of those states... That is going to scare to death all the Democrats. You watch how quickly they're going to back off of that Build Back Better deal. Because now they're all going to be in fear. We're going to lose our seats. Where all the Senate seats are going to get taken. The House seats are going to take. We are going to lose huge in November. And there's a good chance that even if they do vote on that bill, if you're following it at all, and I'm doing my best to follow it, it you know, it, the information coming out, Joe made a statement last week that last week, excuse me, that you know everything was good, and he wanted you to believe that they knew what was in the plan, and it, it was good, and it's it's looking positive. And then you hear this morning, being Monday morning, that no, actually, it was not really settled what was going to be in the bill until just recently after Joe had made that speech, and now that they're getting ready to vote on it, they're trying to cram a lot more things back into them, uh, back into the the bill. One of the items that they're trying to uh, cram back in is more stuff for Medicare. Medicare is set to run out of money, in case people forgot this or nobody's paying attention. But they're set to run out of money where they can't meet their obligations in 2025-2026. It's an already strained system that is failing. It's at the end. It's on life support. So you want to add more to it. You want to give more benefits and put more people on it. So 2025, hell, it may go down by next year at that point. Joe Manchin is fiercely opposed to that. Sinema is opposed to that. They start adding all this stuff back in. There's a really, really good chance that Sinema and Manchin say, no, it's a no-go. We're not voting for it. It's dead. Best thing that could happen to America right now, with all the darkness and gloom that's around us, best thing would be for that bill to die and not go anywhere. If we get through the next couple months, through the holiday, get into January of next year, all focus is going to change. It's going to stop with trying to pass the bill back better. It's going to stop. All that stuff's going to stop because they need to focus on their races coming up. The media outlets are going to support them, and we're going to go back to the very typical... Democrats accusing Republicans of being racist, sexist. Uh, you know, we we're, we don't care about the old people and their drugs and their Medicare. We're going back to that same old cycle that they do every two and four years. 
That's what's going to end up happening. So if we can get through the holiday season, if this build back better keeps getting delayed, 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 they take a vote on it, God willing, and it just gets shot down, they'll probably maybe try to revisit it, but more than likely not. It might be dead on arrival, in which case I'm sure they're going to pass the uh, supposed infrastructure deal. There's a lot of gimmies in there too for the Democratic wish list, but I'm sure they'll pass that one. That'll go through. The other one will die. And then there'll be inter-party fighting as well as external party fighting because I'm sure that the progressives are going to blame the moderates and they're all going to fight amongst each other as well as they're going to come after all Republicans and conservatives and independents saying, you know, we're all bad and try to hold on to their seats November of next year. God, it's only a year out now. It's going fast. And you know what else is going fast is this country because Joe Biden has destroyed this country within 10 months. Do you know no president's ratings have fallen as fast as Joe Biden's in their their first year in history? That's how bad this guy's doing. Not that, I mean, did anybody think he was going to do any better? (laughs) I certainly didn't. I'm I'm surprised he made it this far. I truly believed he was going to go about six months in Develop some type of mental problem, which is kind of obvious. But they were going to take him out and put Kamala in there. And the only reason I believe that hasn't happened is because Kamala is even less popular than he is. Otherwise, I think they would have took him out already. If there was any type of excitement around Kamala, they'd have took Joe out. And they'd have put Kamala in there and they would have made a big production out of it. You know, the first woman president, blah, blah, blah. And she would have been their go-to. The fact that they're not hyping her up, and she's still where she is. And just like I reported uh, last podcast that Jill was asking how to get rid of her, let you know how much she's liked even within her own party. Wow, it's Tuesday. There is a lot going on. It is going to be a busy week. Friday, we're going to do it again. We'll go over everything that uh, comes up between now and then. I hope you like what you're listening to. If you do, please rate and review me. It is a great help. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, littlejocc.com, go to the contact section and you can send me a message. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I am at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. Follow me on Gab at the Real Little Joe. I will see you on Friday.